What makes you strange on purpose? I think I'm a perfectionist. I don't know anything. I don't know, I'm just me. I'm a little weirdo. I'm just me. My unwillingness to stay stagnant. I can only be like authentically myself. The best way I can answer this question is with describing a picture. It's this guy riding a motorcycle while he's reading a book called How to Ride a Motorcycle. Welcome to the Strange on Purpose podcast. I'm Izzy. Let's get rolling. Honesty hour. I did not know what I was doing in regards to launching this podcast, and I wouldn't have been able to do it without Anchor. Anchor makes starting a podcast super, super easy and allows you to not only use their platform to distribute the podcast, but you can even go on your phone or computer and record and edit the podcast right on their platform. Best of all, it's totally, totally free. So if you're interested in starting a podcast, download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started today. I'm Izzy. Welcome back to the Strange on Purpose podcast, and I am super, super excited for my guest today. He is doing dope stuff um, and just someone that I really, really vibe with on a personal basis. So I'm really excited to get in this, get into this conversation. So uh, without further ado, Sam Hart, thanks for joining me today. What's good, man? Yeah, uh, very excited uh, to be here to chat with you and, you know, just get this experience overall. I'm a, I'm a big podcast enthusiast. Uh, just in general, so uh, excited to like kind of get this experience of chatting with you and putting it out. So I think overall this experience has been super fun too. There's going to be people that are listening today that may not know who you are, uh, may not know what you do or anything like that. So do you want to give the audience a brief, um, just like a, hey, this is who I am, this is what I do and everything like that? Yeah, absolutely. Honestly, I'd be shocked if more than two people knew who I am. <laughs> <laughs> um, besides, like, maybe my wife and Austin, who, like, set us up. So, um, yeah, I'm Sam. I lead brand partnerships for complex networks uh, for all things style and fashion related. Um, and I guess we can get into that a little bit more of, like, what that means. Uh, but basically, I just I work with other brands to help them work with complex and all sorts of different capacities. Um, I've been doing this for a couple of years now, um, and it's been a, it's been a fun journey, but, you know, got here through a long road of different avenues and different works and all sorts of things that, you know, kind of ended up culminating in this opportunity, um, which has been super fun so far. Let's talk about that journey a little bit. So how is it from a high level, at least, like, how is it that you've gotten to the point you are today? Oh man. Uh, little bit of being like extremely boneheaded, uh, a little <laughs> bit of luck, uh, a little bit of, you know, chasing your dreams and passions and, um, you know, just kind of like forcing your way into a situation, you know, just being ultimately like very confident in yourself that you can deliver on some things, you know, whether or not like you've even had experience in doing them, but just like trusting your, um, your own like capacity and ability to just like walk into a situation where you've never done it before and just like be like I, I know what I'm doing um that's really how I got here but if you want to know like the full journey I can for sure give you some insight into that too yeah so talk about that journey a little bit I know you originally thought you were going to go into film and and strike it big but obviously your your life took a, a bit of a right turn and 
uh, you you are where you are today. So talk about that that little bit of a journey. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, so I went to college for film production. I have a film production degree, which is still wild to me. Um, you know, just like where life can take you and, you know, all the fun stuff that comes with it. But I, you know, quickly learned in college that I hated sitting on film sets and that was not the situation that made sense for me. And the thing that I was good at was wrangling the people together and doing producing. Um, because, you know, I, I mentioned this to you before too, but I learned also that I'm just not creative uh in the way that i wish that i was so like all the things that i tried to create whether it be editing shooting or all that kind of stuff just like never turned out very pretty um so you know i tried to like find another way that made sense to me um i think the ultimate thing was that i graduated from college and um my wife her very good friend offered you know an opportunity for me to get involved with a media agency um, and, you know, at the time I was just looking to like get a real job and, you know, in Manhattan obviously seemed like the, the really cool opportunity to like go to just being from the area, going to school in Long Island and, you know, just being close by, I was like, you know, of course I wanted to work in the city and got this corporate job, which seemed pretty cool. Had no idea what media really was as an entity, um, or had any experience in it, but somehow got the job, started working there for a while, bounced around from a couple different agencies for like six years and was doing TV buying for Macy's and a bunch of other brands like Discover Credit Card and Sprint ultimately was the last one that I worked on. Um, and I, we lost the account. Um, and I remember just being like, I spend all of my time researching sneakers and fashion and just like looking at this stuff. And, you know, like I used to get out my lunch break and like run to like the Nike stores or whatever, all over the city, like trying to like catch those restocks when in-person sneaker buying was like a real thing before like bots and all of that. Um, and I was, you know, really into the sneaker scene and I had been for like a million years, but um, I just was like, I don't really understand like why I don't work in a space like this. And I started doing some research into like job opportunities and things like that were going on. And um, it was like when the realization happened to me that people make a career kind of taking what I had learned on the agency side and taking it over to publishers that talked about products and things that I was interested in. Um, but I also realized that I wanted to do sales. Um, I've always kind of like had that hustler mentality. I've been interested in, uh, you know, just put getting out of a situation, what you put into it. I like love that concept. Um, so sales seemed like the right capacity for me and partnerships is, you know, what the, the jazzed up sexy word that we use is, you know, glorifying sales um, in some ways, but I, you know, applied around, I harassed people on LinkedIn and took a lateral to lower level move over to high snobiety Um where I worked for quite a while there and I helped them build out their, you know, kind of structured the process of, you know, pricing and creating that whole situation for them in terms of like what media plans look like and how that all came together uh, in a more upscale business capacity. Um, quickly after being there, you know, obviously like I had some connections uh, in the, in the industry and, clients that I could tap into and talk to um, and was quickly for them to realize that like I had a better purpose for them, which was to talk to people for a living. And, you know, if anybody meets me, they quickly learn that I like talking uh, and I'm totally cool to just talk to a wall or myself for 30 minutes at a time. Um, and I did that 
you know, pretty quickly in and they gave me an opportunity and I was very successful at it. Um, but, you know, that goes back to my original point of just being like, um, you know, just having the confidence to just do something that you've never done before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so I stayed there for a while um, and then, you know, had the opportunity to go over to Complex um, and really lead their division that was focused on style. Like obviously at High Snobiety, like they're very style focused. So everything that they do is very focused on that. And Complex is as well, but um, the purview that they gave me allowed me to really just like own the entire category um, and really work to like build it out in a different capacity. So I've done that for the past couple of years now and it's been an awesome journey getting to chat with all these different brands and people and really just make it my own thing. I want to talk about, get into a little bit about passions, because I, I feel like while you followed a passion in college that ultimately didn't turn out to be something that you can follow as a career path, you have other passions um, out there. And whether it's sales or whether it's sneakers or anything like that, what does, uh, what does following a passion mean to you? Uh, I actually been thinking about this question, you know, as anticipating our conversation today uh, and trying to kind of like prepare myself for what I really think about it. And I would say the truth of it is like following a passion is, it's not as direct as I used to think it is, right? Like, you know, if you think about uh, fashion, for instance, right? Like you think like, if I'm not the designer, um, what am I doing? Or sneakers, right? Like you're like, if I'm not creating the product, what am I doing? Um, but then you find out that there's all these other avenues where you get to be connected to the things that you like through different capacities and things that you might be good at. Um, so I think the, the through thread through this conversation will likely be, you know, knowing your strengths and weaknesses. Um, and I think we'll probably end up here a bunch, but my, my, my weakness is again, like I'm not creative in that capacity, but I really want it to be adjacent to things that I like am interested in. And, so um, when you follow a passion, I think it's very important. One, just like from a job perspective that you don't like hate your life, right? Like you do so yeah. much is work these days, right? Like I think our, our parents' generation like had a much more like nine to five structure where they got to like go home. Um, whereas, you know, these days I feel like you're so ingrained into your job that it's, you know, more a lifestyle than anything. Um, especially if you want to be successful is, you know, really kind of encompassing your life within work. A little bit not like in a, to an extreme con extent i'm more just saying like you know kind of mirroring the two right like it's like the thought of wearing a suit to work and then coming home and just being like somebody totally different like how do you merge the two so that you're happy with everything that you're doing all the time um and i think the the biggest takeaway from like you know chasing your passion is you know you you can get very close to being that thing that you want to do and it doesn't necessarily just have to be like so laser focused on the one element of it, but you can get very close to the things that you're interested in through other avenues that you might not have thought about. So like, even if you're like an accountant, right? Like you can go work at a super cool company where you're still doing accounting work, but there's lots of other things going on that might pique your interest or how do you get like closer to the things that like really chase your passion? I think that's to me what I've learned as I've gotten a little bit older in terms of how you keep your passion and the things that you're good at uh, merged together. I love that. And I want to kind of expand on that a little bit more because like for me, I went into sales right out of college and um, 
had a sports management degree and took went into sales in sports because I was like, you know what? Sports are my passion. I'm going to do this. And I ended up like absolutely hating sales. But I was I like stuck it out for almost two or for almost three years because I was just like, well, this is my passion. But on the flip end, from what you're saying is I started to feel like I like I stopped watching sports. I stopped caring about sports. And it got to a point where I was like, okay, am I just doing this to do it or Am I doing this because it is like in the industry that I'm passionate about? And it came to the point where I was like, you know what? I'm just doing this to do it. And I need to like get out of here and see if like over time I start to find that, like start being passionate about sports again. And here we are like, gosh, almost four years later. And I am nonstop sports. I watch absolutely everything, even though my bears suck. I watch absolutely every game. And it got, it went to a point that like, it got to a point that like, I was just like stuck for the longest time and I stopped doing that. So I, I love hearing the other side of it where it's like, okay, if you find the right position for you, you can also be in a sense running a parallel path as your passion, as your passion, but not specifically fully consumed by it in a sense yeah 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 yeah. i mean i will say like uh somebody said to me a long time ago too like once you peek behind the curtain it can kind of like ruin your passions a little bit too so i have like been cautious about that and you know like like i said like i got into this side of the business because i loved sneakers and you know what i feel about them today and you know where the industry is right now and the consumer and the collectors and all that stuff is a totally different conversation but I think for, for me, you know, um, I actually heard a very similar story and the guy that told me this went to go work for the Mets, uh, at a college. And he had a very similar experience where he did ticket sales for them. And he was like, I thought this was going to be the coolest job ever. Like I'm a huge baseball fan. And, um, ultimately ended up being like, I just couldn't hate this more. And it ruined sports for him for a very long time. Um, so it's interesting how like sometimes when you go into the wrong position within the um, within industries or passion points, you know, it can kind of like really kind of jade you to the things that you cared about um, and it loses the appeal or the mystique or the excitement for you. But like I said, I think if you find something that you're good at and an ex- and excites you, but attach it to something that you are passionate about, I think those are the formulas to be enjoyable and and make a real career out of it because i i I think like with all the information and consuming that we do these days there's just like no way that you can have a career doing something that you hate like hate like full-on dislike like it's one life is just too short in general and two um you know like how do you like how do you just wake up every day and just be like i like cannot stand doing this so you hit on something earlier you mentioned it a few times you said like in a sense you don't feel creative in the way that you want it to be do you still feel like if some like someone like me can still call you a creative at this point or do you feel like okay I can't be put into that box because in a sense like I wasn't the creative that I wanted to be growing up if that makes sense no no it does make sense I think it's a multi-layer answer uh I think I think like you know some people could consider me to be part of like creative circle. I think some people could say like, I'm a salesperson. Um, and that's where I focus on. I think like what we do in my job is creative. Um, there is a creative output that comes with it. 
Um, and maybe it's just like the old school way of thinking about it. And maybe that's where I think that I am not like the creative, right? Like when you think about like the traditional creative people, it's really the ones creating the output. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, you could say that I'm a creative in, 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 in the ways that we do it. I do marketing, uh, you know, which always has some sort of creativity to it. And, you know, I'm always a part of, you know, coming up with the structure and ultimately I'm the one that pushes it across the line to come to life. Um, so in some capacities, you know, that does come from me, but, um, yeah, I mean, maybe it's more of an old school mentality way of just like thinking like you have to be the one, you know, like painting <laughs> to be a creative. Um, so I, I think it's like a, there's not like a, an exact answer to that question, but it is, it, it's a good question. I think I, I wish I had a, a better answer for it. It's interesting. Cause I, um, obviously have a ton of people on this podcast of just crazy, crazy jobs. And a lot of them are one designers. And when I look at them and when I'm interviewing them and they call themselves creatives, I just look at myself and I'm like, well, I'm not them. I'm not creative. But then I talk to somebody a couple weeks later and they're like, oh, you do this, you do this, you do this for the podcast. You're definitely a creative. And it's just, I feel like for someone that is in a weird spot, I think you can get lost in like comparing yourself to a lot of people. So I want to talk about that a little bit with you because like, in, especially in sales, um, you're constantly, I don't know, obviously the sales culture at Complex, but from my experience in sales, you're constantly put up against one another and you're trying to reach these goals and hit this, uh, these stretch goals and everything like that. So how do you deal with comparison uh in your role today and like how how should like young creatives deal with it hmm. um i think it's ultimately like what you want out of the position right like is yeah. whatever your aspirations are you know personally and long term and things along those lines right like of course in a sales environment there is a sense of uh competition um yeah but in some ways i think it's healthy right like i think um you know, the, the idea of, you know, pushing each other just, you know, without intention, just like, you know, like you see other people win. And like, I've always been of the mentality that like, I, I mean, personally, I love seeing my friends and my family succeed. Like I have always enjoyed that. Like there's nothing that makes me happier than like when a friend of mine texts me and tells me about like doing something that's awesome for their career or whatever. Like, I love that. I want everybody I know to be like thriving, right? Like I, you know, when we all get together and do a vacation or a trip, like there's nothing better than seeing everybody be successful and, you know, whatever success means to them, whether it's, you know, like money or accolades or just being happy, you know, whatever those things are that, that makes me happy. So um, at the same time, I feel like the, the competition that happens internally, it's more just like a, you know, you see somebody be successful at something in sales and you're like, you know, I could do that too. And just like, maybe I'm going to, mentally push myself a little bit harder um of course there is like the the fear in sales like i'm gonna get fired if i don't <laughs> but yeah uh, i don't think that if you're in sales I, I at least i hope that your mentality is more like confident in what you do so that it's not like such a big fear um because i feel like if you're confident and you're good at what you do you understand the subject and what you're selling and you're passionate about it it more feels like you're just going out and having conversations about like being like 
creatively, like how can we collaborate, right? Like how do two brands come together and create a cool capsule collection, right? Like how do we come together and do something like fun that everybody's going to enjoy? Like whether or not that works out is in the way that you anticipated, you know, is one thing or another. But I think those, that kind of culture in some ways, you know, just motive, motivation is good. Um, I think, yeah. you know, like whatever you find to be the, the motivating factors in your life. What makes you strange on purpose? Yo, this was the tough one. You sent me like an agenda <laughs> and I like was like, I got, I'm pretty like solid for all of this. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's fun. You know, like really stumped me and I was really kind of like, Hey, like, how do we, how do I answer this for you? Um, and I don't know if this is a too literal translation of it in my mind, but it felt like one of those just kind of been like a quirky dude, I feel like, and have like my own kind of personality and style. Like, you know, I went to college in Long Island where in 2007 or whatever, or 2007 through 2011, like everyone was kind of like Guido. Um, and I like wore, you know, skinny jeans and high top Nikes and, like a sweater vest when I went out. Cause I was like trying to, you know, that was what was fly to me. That was what was popping in those days. Um, so I've always kind of been like a little adjacent to like the normality. And then also just from my like interests and who I am as a person, I think those things, but I think maybe some of it's deliberate. Um, and in the way that I go about just like my, my regular life, you know, like I'm a dad and just like totally cool with like, you know, most of my like meeting style when I go meet with partners and, potential brand things is like, you know, like everyone's like way cooler than me. Uh, you know, like they're working on these like amazing projects and like, you know, collaborating with awesome individuals. And I'm like, I spend like for most of like my time at home being a full-time dad. Um, but you know, like it's, it's whatever we bring to the table. I think that's what makes me strange, you know, like the individuality of like myself, um, like your own persona, your own personality. And like, when we go to like go speak about ourselves like how open we can be about who we are like unapologetically like myself at all times um which has been a blessing and a curse right like i think yeah, i have like meetings with my higher ups at work and they'll be like you're being too honest right now um and i'm I, i'm like i apologetically like i just i can't not be anybody but me you know like it's really just not in me to it's really just like not in me to sugarcoat things or are really like um you know, just not give you like the straight answer to it. And whether or not you wanted to hear that or not, or how, if I'm not playing the political corporate game, you know, the correct way, I think that's, you know, how I am. And I, it's gotten me pretty far so far. Um, but, you know, I just feel like at the end of the day, you just have to be truthful to yourself as corny as that sounds. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's the truth of it. Like we just, you got to just be unapologetically yourself at all times. Well, Sam, where can people find you? Where can people follow your work, tune into your journey? And if someone's looking for an internship, hit you up. Oh, uh, if someone's looking for an internship, yeah, like, please hit me up. So I always say this is that once upon a time, somebody gave me an opportunity to, to do what I do. Uh, and I didn't have the experience or anything like that to, I mean, I had experience, but not in this direct capacity. And like I said before, you know, it took a chance on me to, to have this and change my life for the better. Um, and forever, I am grateful to that person. And if they listen to this, they'll know who they are. Um, but the the truth is I, I answer DMs on LinkedIn and whoever hits me up, I'll respond to you most likely. Uh, you can find me on LinkedIn at Sam Hart. You can find me on Instagram 
at heart, H-A-R-T underscore attacks, A-T-T-A-C-K-S. I don't post a ton, but feel free to give me a follow and, and DM. I post stories. I'm not like a big post in-feed guy. Um, but yeah, DM me over there. I, I don't have Facebook anymore, uh, and I'm not really on Twitter. But Instagram's my jam, so you gotta get over there and, and get at me on that one. Thank you for listening to the Strange on Purpose podcast. As always, if you enjoyed this episode or any of the episodes before, please like, review, follow the podcast on Instagram, drop a review on Apple or Spotify or wherever you check us out. It helps the podcast grow immensely. So I appreciate you. I could not do this without you. 